the best thing I saw on social media was Daenerys Targaryen of Game of Thrones battle scene dubbed over to Britney Spears, Toxic. Check it out. It's pinned on my Twitter, at Johnny Birdseye. part about playing the office theme song is that jake used to be the biggest hater of the office and we used to have a podcast called the wild west podcast about football and jake would rag on the office every chance he got even though the topic was never television so jake what do you have to say for yourself Uh, that's Uh, at jake e hamilton on twitter if you want to rag on him as well he's now the biggest office fan yeah, uh, that's a good point. I had some pretty nasty tweets about The Office. I used to consider it like a bedtime show, like one of those shows you just throw on, you know, you think is stupid, that it'll help you fall asleep, basically. It's more that it doesn't help you fall asleep. It's more that it's that comfort for you when everything else has gone wrong. You know The Office is there for you. I totally feel that. Now I'm like, I've watched it, I think, probably three or four times over at my desk at work. I'm having my headphones on. I just listen to it. I don't even watch it. I just love it. Oh, not doing a whole lot of work, right? Oh, yeah. No. Um, I'm very fortunate to listen to stuff at work, but it's always The Office. It's not even like podcasts, really, or anything. But I, I just think it's hilarious. I, um, but I, I miss that? that show. Welcome to the team. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good. I had a, a rough week with life work and everything but i think uh i was looking forward to this all week so this is a little pick me up but it's the weekend now it's friday and uh we're rolling but what about you i'm good um things i'm looking forward to game of thrones nothing else that's all i have left that's yeah. this sunday the final episode it's been uh, like a chunk of my life it's a journey i started watching on the third season we binge watched three seasons and i've been watching live on television on hbo ever since and it's kind of hasn't hit me that it's coming to an end right now so predictions go shoot yeah i mean before i get into my predictions i just remember when we we were in yellowstone for a summer so if anyone ever has any needs some recommendations on places today definitely hit us up but when we worked out there for that summer uh you had can uh convince me to watch game of thrones i always thought this was like a show for losers no like i just like wow this show's stupid like who cares about dragons basically you're just a great person yeah <laughs> that does make me look good i was just kidding. Sucks. <laughs> but yeah but no i always thought like I'd, I'd never be into a show like that and then we sat down that whole summer we had the dvds we just kind of we watched it every night and i i definitely got into it and this season has been pretty crazy and, I, and in terms of predictions of what I think is going to happen, I stole this um, from our friend um, Tom. Basically, the theory or that he had told me that he read was that Arya is now on her way to kill Danny after kind of witnessing and living through what she had done the previous episode, which was totally bizarre, totally crazy, but we kind of saw it coming, I'd say. And basically, when uh, Danny's basically going to kill Arya. You know, because she's a threat. Um, she probably feels lonely, like she lost John, all that stuff. So she's going to kill Arya, and then she's going to have... John's obviously going to have to defend his sister and uh, kind of fight back over that. But I think she's going to try and use the dragon to eliminate John. But since he's Targaryen, he shouldn't 
theoretically burn. So then John, I think, could take over the throne from from that. I don't I don't want that to happen, but I think that'd be kind of a cool, even though somewhat predictable ending. Um, it's something I'd like to see just to see how the interactions go. But I I guess that's to me the most realistic possibility right now in my head. Well, well I'm I got two things. First off, I'm skeptical because you said Tommy read that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, got that one wrong. Um, second, didn't if you are caught up on Game of Thrones and you saw last episode, how is it not the most likely theory that Danny is sitting on the throne when she just took her dragon and obliterated absolutely everybody? You say that Jon Snow he he can't be burned. But what? Can he fly also next to a dragon? There's only apparently there's only one dragon left. Is he going to have to use Bran to take down Danny? Take down that dragon? I don't know. Danny just obliterated everybody. That should be on the top of everybody's prediction list. We'll see. I I, I, I don't know. I was going to say I'm a big like I I'm always like not that Danny's on the dark side, but her character definitely took a turn for something that. You know, you don't really expect after seeing her free the slaves and do all this kind of good work, and then you see she's burning innocent people for no reason. So no one really, I guess... It's more what you want, less what you think. Yeah, exactly. So I I definitely, like, would I would like to see her on top. Like, does she deserve it? Yeah, she's had a tough life. She's fought through a lot of shit. I I think you could validate each each one of them and i would kind of think be happy i mean i'm in an office pool and i have Arya on the throne which probably isn't going to happen kind of a long shot but i also had Arya killing the night king so i'm one for one right now with bonus points so i don't know i think i think the show really can go either way i just hope you know they really wrap up some character arcs and some characters for us in this last season like we need to learn more about bran what's going to happen with Sansa. I really hope they just wrap it up nicely because it feels like everything's been kind of rushed so far this season. Well, if we listen to Peter Dinklage, uh, Tyrion Lannister, he said that he cried when the show ended. He said they wrap it up as beautiful as you could. So I guess we'll go off that because as the only other prediction was Amelia Clark said episode five by a bigger TV and she had <laughs> us down there. So that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, I thought it was good. Got a lot of hate. There's like a petition out there right now I saw with over 500,000 signatures to redo the episode. And then someone quoted it and it was like, yo, we're actually fighting like world hunger. Like this doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I love that little perspective for you. (laughs) All right. uh, How about you hit us with a fact? Let's hear something. Yeah, so I swear to God, I'm like, you know, I knew we were kind of talking about I was going to kind of bring a fact because John thinks I have weird random facts about things that don't matter, which is really true. I know. <laughs> um, but this one, I was like, you know, I want to come in with something strong, something that's different, something that people should know. But it's rumored and theorized. Not Actually, it's not theorized. It's happened. When the astronauts came back from the moon, when they described what it smelled like, it smelled like a seared steak. I swear to God. And I think that's kind of cool because then I was like, fuck, like I want to go to the moon now. But I guess, I don't know. Did you guys know? I hope you didn't know that. Did you know that? It kind of sounds like the moon landing was fake and they recorded it outside like an Outback Steakhouse or something. <laughs> Where did you get that fact? I swear to God. No, Google it. Google it. What? You going to bring a, a source or you going to cite your sources next time we come with a fact? Oh, we could, I could start citing them, but right. that was like true. 
let's start citing them or uh, or don't cite them. And then at Jake E. Hamilton at Twitter, at Johnny Burzak, you can attack us all you want. <laughs> Seared steak. Now you're just making me hungry. All right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Couple listener questions. Since we've never had an episode, we reached out to our friends, the friends who have been urging us to do this podcast. Uh, we gave them first crack at it. So number one, Jordan. Jake, have you seen Parks and Recreation? I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen it as in-depth as I have The Office, but I have gone through a couple uh, seasons. So what's um, your opinion of Ron Swanson? What about – I just remember – I mean, I don't remember much more of the fact that he was kind of – he wasn't – I don't think – wasn't he like a lazy boss basically or like I don't – you might have to fill me in on that. I Like I, I know my answer is going to be, but – Fill me in a little bit. I know that's the lame. I know. I already. I just knowing you, I know what your answer is going to be. The question is, who wins in a fight, Dwight Schrute or Ron Swanson? Ron Swanson is a lazy boss, but he is a man's man. Um, and obviously, you know Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute is just insatiable, um, absolute goofball, top salesman at the company. <laughs> Go. What do you think? Oh, definitely Dwight. I mean, he was like a black belt by like season seven. Um, he went from purple with his uh, sensei Ira, but no, oh, du- Dwight's very. Uh, he's, he is very. You know, he he knows his stuff in a weird way. He, you know, he's got the strength of a beet farmer. He's got the skills of someone who does kung fu, or I think that's what it is. But he's got he's got those skills, and I think that's a strong mix for someone to take on Ron Swanson. You know. I don't I just I would love to disagree with you but I think Dwight Schrute is less distracted by things like uh, bacon and meat and Ron Swanson is just a lover of all things good food so I think Dwight will be a lot more tactical than Ron and yeah I'm giving it to Dwight Schrute thanks Jordan it, Dwight also has this like the passion in the heart of like a line like the dude's the dude's passion for paper and for kind of life itself and beats and bears and battlestar galacta is very strong so i think you know you can't you can't rate heart but if you were you would he would be like top 10 i've never heard someone so passionately describe dwight Schrute. so clearly you've turned the tables and you're an office fan now question number two comes from our friend david uh known as taco don't ask why or you can tweet us and ask him why um he comes with one job you would never have even if it caused you to live under a bridge so one job I would never want to have. All right, I'll start with this one because I immediately went right to Google and searched like the top lists of bad jobs, and none of them were really that bad. It was some of them were pest control worker, taxi driver, news reporter, uh, accountant, etc. And so I feel like it was a very skewed list, and the stipulation that I would have to live under a bridge if I had to take this job, didn't make me think of any of those jobs. Something that did come to mind with uh, Avengers Endgame, that Marvel movie that's out that no, I have not seen. Feel free to spoil it for me online. Um, I would hate to be a ticket taker at the movies because one, I don't like going to the movies. Yeah, you can rag on me for that. (laughs) But two, going to the movies and not being able to go see the movie seems like the worst part. Then having to listen to all the people spoil it as they're coming out walking past you seems like the worst, worst part. So, yeah, I'd probably live under a bridge instead of being a ticket taker at the movies because there's probably a couple people on some drugs and hallucinogens that are putting on a pretty good show under that bridge anyways. So I'll take that. Wait, I'm so the question is I have to pick the worst job that I'd want 
or live under a bridge? Is like no. an hand- one job you would never have, even if not taking this job, caused you to live under that bridge. Oh shit! Okay, that's crazy. Um, okay, that's one a really good question. Two, don't, don't give Taco that much credit. Yeah, I won't. But that's a tough question because I feel like there are like I've always resorted to like if my life ever got like I I never wanted like I can't you know this Sean I can't drive long distances well so I felt like if I were a truck driver <laughs> that would be a really bad job for me. And I would hate it because I can't literally I can't stay awake at the wheel, and I, we've like experienced this before. But I feel like to me, like that would that would be probably my my uh, worst job for me. So you would rather forage for berries and nuts under a bridge than drive as a job as a truck driver. Just just clarification for the people. Yeah, I I think so, and that's because I I think I could do one. I could do that scenario better instead of driving at night driving long distances and it's you know nothing against truck driving i just can't i wouldn't be able to do it what's the longest you've ever driven did you break 20 minutes yet <laughs> no i mean I definitely i i struggled with the long distances i mean you made me drive at 4 a.m once so obviously i'm gonna stay <laughs> off the road a little bit <laughs> i'm sorry okay but yeah no i still struggle with that to this day um Luckily, whoever I'm with in the ro- on a road trip usually splits it up with me. Splits it up 90-10, 90-10, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a better right, enough, DJ. Enough ragging on you. Let's get to a good news storyline, something we're going to try to do just to brighten up your day. If it doesn't, then I'm sorry. But here we go. A nine-year-old girl from Kentucky started making birthday cake kits for those in need. It all started when her classmates mentioned that his family couldn't afford a birthday party, which is heartbreaking in its own. But then you think of the fact that everybody deserves a little cake on their birthday. So thank you to the at good news movement um, for bringing us that story. And uh, some of the other things she's doing, she looks like she has like cake mix from this picture. She's got icing sprinkles. She's got balloons in there because she's 10 times more thoughtful than I ever could be, of course. So I love it. Um, Shout out to Bella Smith. And again, that was at Good News Movement on Instagram uh, for bringing us the story. Good ideas come from everywhere. So thank you to people helping this young lady chase her dreams from an early age. Hats off. Um, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fantastic. I need to like start following more of these good news storylines because I feel like the news is just filled with negative sh- crap. All the time. So I know like, Hank's Good News is the one we all follow. Yeah, he's my favorite. Uh, that's, that's a popular one. Everyone's always reposting that, at least on my timeline. So I love it. Uh, I think he's he's been a leader in that movement. So let, I'm glad we can help push that along a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody deserves cake on their birthday. You kidding me? <laughs> oh, I know. I've seen you on your birthday. Historic <laughs> oh, another time. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, my God. I <laughs> Otis is climbing on my lap. For those of you who don't know, I have two dogs, Black Lab and a Beagle. And their names? Ziggy and Otis. Otis is the lab. Ziggy is the Beagle. And now for the people, their Instagram name. (laughs) It's at Ziggy and Otis. Uh, We have three posts right now, so it's very young. As are they. Everybody loves a good puppy. Yeah, a couple pups. But... I guess we have a couple social media shout-outs to at Jord12Fish, who's also a fellow Raider fan, um, related to John, super cool dude, cooler than John. And then we got at Dad Dude DF. That was, 
interesting <laughs> interesting handles neither of them roll off the tongue but we love them either way i'm not kind of curious what that means both of the people i think it's that dude like that dude df oh. david frazier so those are those are the people who gave us uh, our listener questions today even before they listened to the podcast so they really banked on us not screwing that up <laughs> Seriously, a lot of faith in us for some reason. But yeah, and we roll on to at bmulvaney03 and at Tommy whatever k 24 I'm really surprised. Like, <laughs> those dudes are haters. I need to get them. I'm taking that shout out back. Um, <laughs> no, we can't. It's just for them encouraging us to get off Xbox and to get a hobby. So I appreciate them. Yeah. And then you got these last two. All right. Shout out to Tiva, who's on Jake's side right now, listening. And shout out to Spazzy Mazzy, who's patiently waiting for this podcast to come out. Those are their Twitter handles. Um, Just thank you for putting up with us. And shout out to Good News Movement for reminding us the world ain't so bad. So now's the portion of the show where we encourage you all to harass us on social media. Uh, What did you like? What didn't you like? Do you want to punch me even though you've never met me? I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. Um, Do you want us to do an hour-long episode on why cats are better than dogs? Okay. Whoa. I, uh, if that's if that's what you want, then please never listen again because that will never happen. Um, either way, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny Burzak. I made it easy for you. On the other hand, Jake made it difficult um, at Jake E Hamilton on Twitter and at Jake T Hamilton on Instagram. So, guess he couldn't decide. But verbal mic drop because I can't afford a new one. Peace. <laughs>